now you can be more flexible as to you know which providers you use for your type of ISA. So mm. now from from April 2024 actually, um, you're able to uh, mix and match. So you can decide to put um some money with Vanguard for example and deposit into your stocks and shares ISA with them and then put some with trade into one too. Hello and welcome to the Woke Finance Podcast, the podcast discussing all things finance and all things finance related. It's your boy Peter and I'm with my co-host, my bro Jax. How are you today? Yes, yes, Peter. I'm feeling very good. Um, first and foremost, I want to say a big uh, happy Thanksgiving to our American guests. Oh, man. Um, yeah, the week just gone. Uh, I know you guys over there celebrated your Thanksgiving. Um, and it really, you know, reminded me that Christmas is um, around the corner, um, just a month away. And I'm looking very much forward to that. Around the corner. Massive shout out to our US listeners, man. They actually make up a large number, proportion of our listeners as well. They're second just behind the UK where we are based. And what we are going to be touching on, which is relevant to what's gone on in the UK recently as well, but hopefully of some benefit to our listeners all over the world as well. And just on that, a massive shout out and warm welcome to all of our listeners, wherever you are in the world. Jax, we are, as I said, going to be responding to some recent news. Um, so it's going to be a quick episode. Um, and most recently here in the UK, we've had um a, an update from uh, the Chancellor here in the UK, otherwise known as the Autumn Statement, um, which a number of things came out of that, um, but quite a few important things um, in relation to individuals here in the UK and our personal finances and I'm sure countries all over the world were also watching just to see gauge where the economy is moving towards as well so hopefully of interest because Jack's obviously as we know you know different economies uh, can affect um, markets all over the world as well so hopefully everyone's been having a watchful eye but Jack's anything before we actually touch on one particular thing for this episode from the autumn, autumn statement any initial reflections from this autumn statement uh, overall? Yeah, so I think uh, on a very personal level, I think the autumn statement was uh, an okay one, a decent one, uh, not necessarily not necessarily an amazing one. Um, and I think it really depends on uh, individuals and how they, they dissect it. But yeah, uh, it was very interesting. And um, I'm also glad that there were no like huge uh, downside surprises. That was very big for me. That's always, always good, man. Um, And now you're right. Um, We wouldn't say it was an amazing one, but you know what? Given the times we've been in in the last three years, we will we'll take anything, right? So um, it's been one of those ones. But today, I guess we wanted to focus on a particular change, actually, quite an important change that's taken place um, with ISAs or ISA accounts. Um, and yeah, we're going to take a, a look into some changes that have um, taken place because for our listeners, particularly here in uh, UK listeners, um, it will be relevant for literally every single listener. And hopefully we can um, put out there some understanding on how one can um, benefit from some of these changes as well. So just before we actually do that, I've just said a word that someone may not even know <laughs> what it means. But ISIS, let's break that down. What is it? Um, and currently, sorry, before these changes, what did it look like for the everyday individual? Yeah, so ISA uh, stands for 
um, an individual savings account. So the term ISA is actually just an acronym for individual savings accounts. Now, there are different types of ISAs out there, but essentially what makes ISAs attractive is uh, their characteristics when it comes to um, their efficiency, when it comes to tax. Essentially, we talk about things like investing through pensions and saving money in our bank accounts and, of course, earning interest. However, you know, one of the things with pensions, for example, is we don't have access to that account until uh, we're age 55 uh, by 2028 or 57 or whatever the national state uh, age is minus 10 years. So if uh, the state age uh, for which we can get our state pension is 65, then we can only touch <laughs> the pension at the age of 55. So they're not very flexible. Um, and then we have this just savings in our bank accounts where we earn some interest. But the thing is, if we save a huge amount of money and we earn a decent amount of interest, you get to a certain point where we actually now have to pay tax on um, our savings. So ISAs uh, alleviate both these problems in a, in a way that it gives us access uh, where we can invest in these accounts or through these accounts and uh, we can still take out the money whenever we please. And then also the returns that we get in those ISAs, whether it's interest, whether it's uh, capital gains, whether it's uh, dividends and stuff like that, all these things um, are not taxed as long as um, the where you got that investment was through a stocks and shares ISA or a different type of ISA. So that's what ISAs are. Love that, love that. Thank you very much for that um, brief explanation, Jeps. And for our listeners, um, if you've been following us since episode one, which was quite a few years ago, we're now in over 150 episodes, um, you probably do know what an ISA is. Um, if you've not heard of ISAs or you've just parked it to one side of your brain, hopefully that was a good explanation. But we can direct you to one of our episodes, which is episode number 26. And that is called ISAs in 2021 to 2022 Explained. Please do check that out. That's over half an hour long. Um, and we take quite a deep dive into ISAs as well. So Jax, you touched on what ISAs are. Now let's, I guess, you know, we've obviously um, received the autumn statement um, a few days ago. Let's take a deep dive into some of the key changes to ISAs that are taking place. I believe from next financial year. Yeah. So before we even go uh, into the changes, we have to talk about some of the uh, further um, characteristics of, of ISAs and understanding that there are different types. So a very popular one are cash ISAs mm. that allow people to save and earn an interest and not pay any tax on those interests. Then there is the stocks and shares ISA, my personal favorite, which allows you to invest in a wide range of different asset classes. And any returns that you get, whether it's capital gains, dividends, or interest, that's also not taxed. I and wonder why that's our... your personal favorite. <laughs> and then we've got uh, other ones like the lifetime answer, which was uh, introduced in 2017. And it came to replace something called a help to buy ISA with additional benefits. Essentially, you can uh, deposit up to £4,000 per tax year, and the government actually tops you up with a bonus of 25%. Uh, which of course is maximum £1,000 per tax year. And you can keep this in cash and earn some interest, or you can actually invest the money as well. And essentially whatever's in the pot can be used as part of your deposit when you buy your first home, as long as you're aged between 18 and 39, um, and as long as you are a first time buyer. 
okay but you can also use it um for an additional pension as well in the sense that you can continue saving to this account um, and by the time you are 60 you can actually withdraw everything from this account tax-free as well and then you've got other ISAs like IFISA or Innovative Finance ISAs that allows you to invest in some other types of assets and again not pay any tax on the gains such as uh, pay-to-pay lending etc so we can see that there's different types of ISAs there's even junior ISAs for children mm-hmm. Um, that allows you to but what's really important is to understand uh, what the allowances are as mm. a key word when we talk about ISAs so um, at the top level when we talk about ISAs you can uh, deposit up to £20,000 um, per tax year so uh, from 2022 to 2023 it was £20,000 and what we've just been told is that it will continue being from twenty. Uh, so from 2023 to 2024 it will continue being £20,000 Mm. Okay, so that's how much you can deposit uh, per tax year. But of that's total, that... isn't it? Across all of your different back in before these changes, that's total across all of your different ISAs. Correct. So um if, if whether you're putting money into a lifetime ISA, whether you're putting money into a innovative finance ISA, cash ISA, stocks and shares ISA, the maximum you can put at in total will have to come up to twenty thousand pounds. Yeah. So uh, you know, for example. In, in, the, in the years where I'm earning really, really good money and I'm saving really well, uh, I've tried to, for example, uh, take advantage of two of these types of ISAs, which is the lifetime ISA and uh, stocks and shares ISA, uh, where I put the maximum of £4,000 in a lifetime ISA because that's the maximum in that specific account. Mm. But then that leaves me £16,000 that I can spread across the other types of ISAs as well. Yeah. So it's £20,000 at the top level. And, but then you have accounts like lifetime ISAs, which are four thousand pounds per the lifetime ISA. Yeah. Um. So so that that's the characteristic. Um. And and essentially every tax year as well, Peter, you can only choose one provider for which you are going to deposit your uh, savings per account. And that mm. that sounds like a mouthful. <laughs> so I'll give some examples so it's easy to understand. Uh, if I want to invest from 2022 to 2023, uh, and I want to use a stocks and shares ISA, I can only open one or I can only deposit into one per tax year. So let's say here in the UK, I I choose Vanguard. It means Vanguard will be the only platform that I can deposit my stocks and shares ISA money into for that one year, for that tax year. And I can't can't decide to say, hey, I'm going to put some money in a Vanguard stocks and shares ISA and then hey I'm going to go put some money in a Hargreaves Landersan stocks and shares ISA and hey I'm going to put some money in a trading to one two stocks and shares ISA even if it all comes up to £20,000 you are not or you have not been allowed to do that in the past so per texture you have to stick to one however you can have different types of ISAs in different platforms so another example to make things clearer is I can have a Vanguard stocks and shares ISA, but I can I can open a uh, a lifetime ISA with let's say uh, Hargreaves Lansdowne or Nutmeg, for example. So um, you you could do that in the past, but you can't have the same type of ISA with different providers and deposit into all of them in the same tax year. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes pers- uh, perfect sense, actually. Um, and I know that can be it can be quite confusing to the person just being introduced in this as well. So definitely encourage you to replay that as well and the episode that I pointed out to. But no, that does make perfect sense. And, um, you know, as we, I think we've done 
common mistakes that um people make when it comes to personal finances and this one is one back in the days that many people can get tripped over on as well yeah and then they might get a letter by hmrc mm, <laughs> so, exactly yeah yeah so and, and yes i'm with that i think it's really important that our listeners if this is a new type of concept to you that you just replay what i've just said um and really pay attention to the examples which really help you to, to digest uh exactly what's going on um so those those are the characteristics uh the allowances is a big thing when it comes to ISF um do you want me to go into some of the changes yes man some some of them are quite key and quite specific as well and hopefully creates opportunities for people as well yeah so after all that I've just said that's been quite confusing (laughs) (laughs) you will be more than glad to know and to hear that actually now you can be more flexible as to you know which providers you use for your type of ISA. So mm. now from from April 2024, actually, um, you're able to uh, mix and match. So you can decide to put um, some money with Vanguard, for example, and deposit into your stocks and shares ISA with them, and then put some with Trade into One Two, and put some with Farquhar's Landers down, um, as long as of course it's still below that twenty thousand pounds threshold. So it is, yeah, so it is much more flexible and I really like that. Um, And I really like that because I like the fact that, you know, Peter, these platforms provide different things. Mm. Um, You know, they're better for certain things as well. So uh, previously, if I wanted to, you know, uh, use uh, these different platforms, I would have had to deposit all my money into one platform Mm. before the tax year. And then maybe use another platform the next tax year. But because once the money goes in, then I can, you know, actually be more flexible. But now I can say, hey, for my long-term investing, I want to focus just on index funds, low-cost index funds. So maybe I may choose Vanguard uh, to invest a a decent sum of money. And Mm. then I say, hey, I want to pick some stocks. And I want to pick some stocks uh, without having to pay hefty fees. So Vanguard don't provide. Um, the ability for me to pick single stocks but trading two and two do and hmm. they, they allow me to do so commission free so i may put some money with trading two and two as well or within the stocks and shares isa so now i have multiple ISAs, but i can be more flexible and i think that's a fantastic idea brilliant and and you because every year you know whenever it comes to that deadline to top up our um, ISAs, but then we always have to think about as we go into the new financial year, what provider are we using? Every yeah, I mean, year we always think about it, but now no more. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we, we we often have conversations and actually it does take quite a bit of my mental space mm. because it is it forms part of the financial planning process. Mm. Um, and, and so, yes, I'm happy that now it's not something that I have to dedicate so much thought to um, because once I decide to choose one, I can't change it onto another mm. year. Whereas now I can be a bit more flexible. No, I love it, love it, love it, man. That is a big, a huge change as well. And definitely something that hopefully we can all start to take advantage of as well. Um, any changes to the actual allowance? No, so so no change to the allowance, which um may be seen as a negative by, by some people or may be seen as a positive. Hey, at the end of the day, it, the allowance could go down, mm. right? So you, you can, I view it still as a positive because... Um, yeah, it, it can go down. And, and I think £20,000 is quite uh, generous. Hmm. You know, the average person probably won't be able to uh, deposit that much money per tax year. So it's very generous already. 
So it go it not going up is not the worst thing in the world, in my very humble opinion. However, what I would say, Peter, is um wages have gone up, inflation has gone up, mm. and as inflation has gone up, intuitively you would think that it actually makes sense for the allowance to go up with it. Mm. Right. Um I, I read somewhere that you know if they were to so if they were to adjust uh, the allowance for inflation, uh, the allowance would probably be around 25K or something like that. Hmm. So it's, it's something that some people would be thinking about, but I think that's a bigger problem for the wealthy. <laughs> so <laughs> <laughs> I think, yeah, it hasn't changed, but um, I think that's fine. What I would yeah. say, though, is uh, just staying on the topic um, of, of allowances, which is not really an allowance thing, but we talk about, transfers so historically peter we were able to if we decided you know that we wanted to move our isa from one platform to another you know what i say is again one of the common mistakes people make is they may sell off their assets and try to buy them back Mm. but you can actually just transfer you know uh the assets from one provider to another without you know incurring um that sort of usage of allowances because if you if you sell peter you buy it back the moment you try to buy it back you're actually using up your new allowance yeah. again right we, we don't want to do that so what we want to do is want to transfer ISIS from one provider to one, another uh but before peter you can only transfer the full amount mm. right so if you've got ten thousand pounds with hargreaves lansdowne and you want to transfer your ISA to vanguard uh, because you think Vanguard are cheap or, or whatever, then you would have had to transfer everything, mm. right? One of the changes that um, were made in the autumn statement were that you can do partial transfers as well. Mm. So I think I think from what I've said so far, I think the key word I'm really get, you know picking up from this uh, autumn statement when it comes to ISIS specifically is flexibility. Mm. I think ISIS have become so much more flexible, which I think is a very positive thing for investors. Hmm. No, absolutely agreed on that, man. And um, no, thanks for that, Jats, man. So we've got, you know, partial transfers of ISIS now, well, as of um, April uh, next year, which is uh, brilliant. Um, and then obviously we can pay into multiple ISAs, um in the same of the same type in each tax year as well as of again April and before I go into any uh and then we've also mentioned all allowances so the £20,000 allowances but also the the max for uh junior ISAs and uh, lifetime ISAs there's been no change on that as well and um, the only other thing I believe there's a change around um the age to open a cash ISA or so but before I just ask um, you to round up on that just going to give a shout out where we're getting new listeners from or an area we've not given a shout out before where we have listeners. And this is areas called Jakarta, which is the capital of Indonesia. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I've I've been once um, to my honeymoon in Bali. <laughs> Welcome to uh, the Walk Finance Podcast. You are here with myself, Jax, and the co-host, Peter. On this podcast, we talk about all things finance and all things finance related. If you want to know more about what we do, because Woke Finance is much more than just a podcast we serve in the community, head over to www.wokefinance.co.uk. That's www.wokefinance.co.uk. And if you want to engage with us on socials, we are predominantly on two platforms, 
we are on Instagram, that will be at Walk Finance Team. That's again, at Walk Finance Team. And we're also on LinkedIn. So if you just search for Walk Finance, you will be sure to find us. But I hope you are enjoying our episodes and you are gaining tons of value. Come on, come on, come on. A massive shout out to our listeners in Jakarta and all over Indonesia. We really appreciate you very much. Um, back to you, Jack. So a bit of a wrap up. But yeah, I mentioned briefly that there was um slight changes to to age um for where one can open up a cash chaser. Yeah. And there's another uh well, not necessarily a change, but there was something that I was looking forward to hearing about. I think we were both looking forward to hearing about. Ah, uh, yes, the fractional stuff. Re- yeah, yeah they didn't really address which was uh, fractional shares within ISA accounts. Now, mm. you know, we know HMRC have been saying that, you know, fractional shares uh, shouldn't be in ISA accounts and we should pay, t- pay tax on them and all that kind of stuff. And it's really all down to uh, words when it comes to legislation, because when uh, ISAs were made, there was no such thing as fractional shares. So it doesn't actually say in the piece of legislation that you can have fractional shares, mm. even though fractional shares are just shares. <laughs> so <laughs> um, we were hoping that, you know, um, the, the Chancellor will say something about, you know, how uh, whether it is okay to hold fractional shares, which I presume it should be. Mm. Um, but what, what, it, what it, do, it does say in the document is that um, they will be allowing certain fractional shares to be uh, permitted um, as investment in ISAs. Mm. Now the key word is certain, and he didn't really say what the certain is. (laughs) (laughs) That Um, is the key word. Yeah, so, but they did say they will be engaging with the stakeholders on on how to do that and Mm. its implementation, which means uh, they'll be looking at working with platforms like Argus Lansdown or more so like Trading212, those platforms that do provide fractional shares. Um, but I have heard from different people that maybe when they talk about, you know, fractional shares and it being certain fractional shares, it will probably be to do with the provider um, and how the provider actually uh, provides those fractional shares and yeah. making sure that they don't provide it through a derivative, which mm. is um, actually a, a contract rather than you actually buying shares. So mm. it's something that we will keep an eye on. Um, yeah. And I look forward to seeing what actually materializes from uh, from in, in this era going forward. Yeah, because it has the potential to be a massive shake-up for the investing community across the UK or not. So yeah, let's definitely keep an eye on that, man. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Cool. Now, thanks for that, Jax, man. Any final things before I let you go, man? Yeah, I think, as I said, I think the key word, especially, um, you know, uh, for, for ISAs when it comes to the, the autumn budget um, is, is flexibility. I think they've made it more flexible, um, which I think is a positive thing. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm, I'm really glad that they've done that. Uh, and I'm hoping that the fractional shares issues will be resolved as well. Um, but yeah, very glad with the, with the statement so far when it comes to ISAs anyway. Love it, love it, love it. Thank you very much for that, Jax, man. Listen to our listeners. We are responding to different things going on across the economy. In last week's episode, we spoke about, you know, inflation falling to its lowest level in two years. If you haven't checked out that episode, make sure you do. And today we're just responding to some things that are going on across the UK, which, again, we understand has the ability to affect markets in different parts of the world as well. So hopefully relevant for all of our listeners. But Jax, man, it's been a pleasure, man. And hopefully on to the next time. And for our listeners, remember all, stay woke.